Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Join me as I interview YouTube superstars in the worlds of beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. I go in depth with your favorite video vloggers and discuss their journeys to success and the struggles they encountered along the way. We go behind the scenes of the world of vlogging and talk about what works and what doesn't and what it takes to be a YouTube superstar. So sit back and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another interview for you guys. And thank you so much for tuning in again week after week. Like I said before, a few weeks back, I am committed to bringing an episode a week for you guys because I know I took a little bit of a break when I was having the baby but I'm back with some awesome people that I'm interviewing and before we get started with the interview like always make sure that you sign up for our newsletter um, on the website beautyandthevlog.com um, I've revamped the newsletter and it's got a lot of tips and just helpful information if you do have a YouTube channel uh, based off a lot of the things that we talk about in the interviews and things like that. So don't miss out and join the Beauty and the Vlog tribe. Alrighty, so I am very excited to have the beautiful LaToya Codner on today. She is a 29-year-old YouTuber based out of Los Angeles who was inspired by Candy Johnson to start her own channel back in 2010. After a few hurdles in which her YouTube channel got flagged, she started completely over and focused her channel on her hair care journey along with some fashion and beauty. LaToya now has 30,000 subscribers and 1.8 million video views. Welcome to the show, LaToya. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and so you guys know, LaToya and I actually met in person at the Generation Beauty event here in L.A. And I live in L.A. and LaToya lives in L.A. So we live in the same city. And <laughs> I think we were at the booth for Mark Anthony Hair, right? Yes. yes. And we were both hanging around, kind of talking to the marketing manager there and in my head, I'm like, this girl's like really beautiful and she's very poised. I'm like, I bet you she has a YouTube channel. <laughs> and me kind of being like the hustler that I am, I'm like, hi, I'm Erica with the podcast. Are you a YouTuber? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, give me your card. I'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> I it didn't know anything awesome. about her show or anything, but there's just something about her presence. I said, okay, I want her on the show. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. Ever since she gave, you guys, ever since she gave me her card, I've been obsessed with her podcast, literally listening listening to everything and it's so inspiring to hear everyone's stories and the journey that they've been on and I just feel honored to be welcomed here to share my own so thank you so much for having me oh well the pleasure's all mine I'm so glad that you've listened to all of them um, and you are inspired because that is my goal with this show so that's awesome all right so now let's get into your inspiring story um what inspired you to start your YouTube channel? I mentioned it briefly, but why don't you go into detail about why you started your channel and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So um, actually at the time I was in graduate school for acting and super busy teaching, um, doing rehearsals, auditioning, just crazy. And I was going through some family issues. And I remember I was on uh, YouTube looking for Rihanna videos because at the time that's all I used to watch on YouTube is music <laughs> videos. I know. That's the thing. That, that's like all I thought at the time. Like, I don't know, you said that was like 2009 to 2010. Like, at the yeah. time, that's like all I thought like YouTube was all about was like for music. 
Exactly. Yeah. And like at the time, I think Rihanna was like kind of hot and yeah. I, I, don't, I forget where maybe like during like Good Girl Gone Bad or something right before that or something. And anyway, I was um, I was just searching the web and then I see this photo of this beautiful girl and it's like Rihanna inspired makeup. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. I yes. So I click on it and there's this wonderful spirit, Candy Johnson, just talking and I decided to actually go step by step and try her um, her makeup tips. And at the time I was getting into makeup, I had taken a few um, theater classes, theater makeup classes, um, and became completely obsessed and was always talking to like the wig and the makeup person and getting all their mm -hmm. tips and tricks and doing everyone else's makeup. Um, but yeah, I learned a lot from her. And I actually started my first video because... I forget exactly what her video was about because it was a long time ago, but she it was back when video responses were still uh, um, in style. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So I did a video response just telling her how much she inspired me um, during that hard time that I was going through. And that was my very first video in mm. 2010, I think. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay, so you did a video response. Was that like like your first video that you uploaded? Yes, it was okay. the very first video that I uploaded. It was on this rinkety webcam. I think I was working off of a Dell computer at the time. Mm -hmm. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> when Steve was cool, yeah. <laughs> <before he got laughs> busted. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, and um, that was my very first video. And then I think the second video I ever did was a review of some Sephora favorites kit that was out that time. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. So then you started the, um, you did kind of like a few makeup videos. Yeah. Here and there. I did a few makeup videos here and there. And then um, I started to talk about my hair. And at the time, I was chemically processed. Um, my hair was relaxed, as they call it, just straightened by chemicals. And, um, a couple people had asked me about my hair and how I got it to move and flow. And I grew up in a household with my mother. She's a cosmetologist. So mm -hmm. I've grown up around hair and hair talk my whole life. Um, so I had this makeup thing going and, you know, people wanted to kind of know about my hair. Um, and so I started sharing like my length and people had more and more questions. And I'm like, all right. So I think during either later that first year I started my channel or early in the second year, um, I decided to go natural, mm -hmm. which means to get rid of all of the chemical uh, processes in my hair um, and just let it grow out in its natural state. And at the time, there were people that were doing it, but there wasn't a lot of information talking about it. Yeah. Exactly. There wasn't a lot of information and, and quite honestly, like things like twist outs and things. I mean, I'd, I'd never seen it done. Either you had really curly hair that was the most desired in the community or, you know, you were walking around with just your hair in its very natural state and kind of no style. Mm -hmm. So and there weren't a lot of products at the time as well. Um, and so I decided to chop off all of my hair. Well, at the time, I was just going to transition into it, but I... I had this big announcement on my channel and um, just telling people about my decision. And it was very emotional mm. for me because, you know, I'm in school for acting and I talked to my mother about it and she was very concerned 
that, you know, it would limit the kind of roles that I got just because of the stereotypes mm. about, you know, hair type and look of, especially of African Americans. And, uh, my boyfriend at the time also was kind of struggling with it because he wasn't, he, uh, to be quite frank, he wasn't sure if he was going to be attracted to me anymore. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. And he said a couple comments yeah. and I just remember being really emotional about it. And I remember, distinctly saying in that video you know why are we so ashamed of our hair Mm -hmm. and it from that video I mean it got so many views and it just kind of started to take off from there and people deciding to embrace what naturally grows out of their head Mm -hmm. uh their own hair textures and you know it just kind of it was right at the beginning of the phenomenon and um People started writing me in saying how inspired they were, like all over the world. And I was like, how is this happening? Awesome. And even this one girl, she uh, messaged me and said that her professor used my video in their African-American studies class. Wow, that's that's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. and it was, yeah, it was just so super emotional for a lot of people. And it's really difficult, I think, for um people who aren't I guess African-American or who like don't know a lot about it to understand why it would be so emotional but it really was because there's just always this uh kind of Eurocentric ideal of beauty that I think a lot of us are always combating with and you know I think now though everyone's kind of getting to a place where we can all accept everyone's beauty no matter what shade or color you are and I I I really feel like everything's progressing but that was a tough time back then yeah that's that's interesting so you know you decided to kind of um to share your journey of, of going natural and 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 you didn't it's it's like it was it was very much embraced it sounds like on your YouTube channel but it was interesting that like in your personal life there's a little bit of pushback Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was it was insane because uh, I remember I was talking to a few of my um, classmates and they were just like, well, why wouldn't you? And, you know, I'm the only African-American person in my class and they were just so confused. Like, what do you mean? What is this good hair, bad hair? What is this? I don't get it. I think your hair is so cool. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling all of this love like from people that I didn't know and also especially outside of my you know outside of my um I don't know cultural group I guess and I I was kind of I was shocked by it but it felt really good and you know other African-American people either really liked it or kind of were questioning me like a girl are you are you crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) do with your hair you know so well, yes. either way, it was, it was, it, it was, I don't want to say it was polarizing, but like some people liked it, some people didn't, but either way, it was something that people had an interest in, mm-hmm. which is, which is important because, it, you know, they say that's kind of the way to, um, to get noticed a lot of times is that create something a little bit polarizing, not that you're doing that on purpose, uh, but it definitely sparked emotions in mm. people that, that watched it. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Okay, so you were you had started your YouTube channel. How far in how far after starting it did you create this particular video? Um, I want to say it was almost a yearish. 
Okay. I would say about a year in, um, eight months to a year. I I can't exactly remember. Uh, But yeah, that's when I created that video. And then from there, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) No, no, yeah. Just as I say, yeah, then what happened after that? Yeah, then I just kept them updated um, kind of at my hair growth. I did my big chop, which is cutting off all the processed hair and um, was garnering more and more followers, just lots of questions and interests and trying new products and product reviews. Um, and at that point, a lot of the makeup stuff was kind of starting to kind of dwindle down. And, um, and then that's when I got a message from YouTube saying, invalid clicking and we're disabling your AdSense account. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what does this mean? What's going on? And at the time, you know, YouTube didn't have the support system that it has now. And I wasn't a YouTube partner. I was just my actually was I? I may have been a YouTube partner at that point. I remember back then it was a big deal to be a YouTube mm-hmm. partner. And I remember applying, 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 and then uh getting accepted. So I may have been a partner, but I I tried to appeal it. I'm trying to figure out what does that mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I ended up having to start all over again. So what was it about and Valley clicking? Like, what was that? So um, with Google AdSense, uh, basically a form or a way to make revenue on your videos is mm-hmm. by ads. Yes. And so in, back in the day, I, I'm not exactly sure how it works exactly now, but if either... Yeah. It could be someone within your network or your with your IP address. It could be someone like across the way. I mean, if anyone was clicking constantly an ad, mm. um, YouTube would pick that up and flag it. And they and, completely disabled your 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 channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not exactly not even like a warning or anything. There was no warning. Nothing. It was just like disabled, and I was like devastated. And yeah. at the time, you know, I hadn't even made, I had made, I had some money. Um, I think you had to reach a, a $100 threshold at that point. Yeah, I still like that now. Right. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't even made any money. It was just mm-hmm. all sitting there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, nothing. And I was devastated. I was like, oh how gosh. could this happen? Yeah. And yeah, I remember trying to appeal and then getting some like automated responses. And I'm like, who do I talk to? Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Big time because it, it was just kind of like there was there was nobody you could reach out to. No, it was like a very private. It felt very private. Mm-hmm. Um, like almost you couldn't get on the phone with anyone at that time. Yeah, that's. I mean, now I know they have more support. And mm-hmm. why do you think they ended up flat? Like, what do you think happened? I honestly don't know. I don't know. And you know, I guess to move forward with this I when I opened up my second channel second and third channel Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I opened them up uh right after that happened I um I opened up two separate channel one for like pretty much all of my interest in one separately for hair Mm -hmm. and um at the time um an MCM I'm not gonna say their name but they had contacted me uh I had they had seen me vlogging at a beauty event mm-hmm. and I was just super, I don't know, um, <laughs> I just was approaching everyone and saying hi and giving out my card and finding out what people, you know, were doing and what everything was about. And they, when I posted the vlog video of that beauty event and I sent it to them and they were like, 
we haven't really seen anything like this. And I remember this was really early on before vlogging daily and stuff was a big thing. Um, and I remember adding music and stuff. And they were like, we really like your content. Would you like to join our network? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they tried to, this was, as a matter of fact, this was right before I, I opened the two channels. They tried to actually get YouTube to take the hold off of my AdSense account Mm. and YouTube would not even respond to them who was Mm. supposed to be a partner. So yeah, it was a completely different thing then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was different. Um, and so you didn't end up joining that, that network I'm assuming. I did. I actually did. did, Yeah. I joined them. I opened up my new channel. They were like, you know, try again. (laughs) And I was like, all right. How many subscribers did you have in that old channel? I had, uh, I think, about 11,000 okay. or something. Um, that sucks after all that work. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, and back then, that was a lot. Like, no, no, it, it was. Oh, I know. I mean, even today, what? that's a good amount. But yeah, I know. that Back then, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. And then, so... I uh, I ended up opening uh, the two new channels uh, with this MCN on my side. And yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, one was dedicated to um, hair care mm-hmm. and one was just dedicated to makeup, beauty, vlogging here and there. Mm-hmm. And then um, I decided last year to completely rebrand, introduce fashion and uh, launch a website. So my channel has kind of evolved. Um, now it's called my name, Latoya Codner, mm-hmm. and it has a lot of fashion and uh, hair care and with beauty kind of sprinkled in. So it's kind of changed a little bit. And um, so what year was that when you got flagged? So you started your channel in 2010 and mm-hmm. then you got flagged how many years after that? Maybe 2011. Okay, so just like a year after. Mm-hmm. And then you started your new channel right around that time? Yeah, I started uh, the very f- the second channel in two thousand, like late two thousand eleven, mm-hmm. and then I started the third channel in two thousand and twelve. And the third channel is the one that I'm sticking with. Oh wow! So you've been <laughs> all the different, and it's tough to kind of translate your audiences from one channel to the next. Yeah, I mean, like I guess for a tip for your viewers, what I did um, is I posted a video on my old channel telling everyone, hey, come over to the new channel. I have some awesome videos up there. And I really hooked into what their major interest was, which was hair care. Yeah. And I said, hey, I just posted my very first hair journey and I have a couple of other advice videos up there. So if you guys are interested in still following me, follow me over there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get everyone, yeah. um, but I got a good chunk to at least start me out. And you probably got the people that you wanted to to come follow you. You know, like my point yeah. is that you pro- you didn't get the people that you know are subscribed to but never watch your videos. Like you got your true fans, the people that were like, "Yes, we're gonna be there," and those are the ones that you want, anyways. At the end of the day, when it comes to stuff like this, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I would just kind of periodically pop in and just say, hey, uh, if you missed it, (laughs) because, you know, people, my audience is typically between the ages of 25 and 35 women um, who may have families Mm -hmm. who, you know, can't 
you know, invest as much time into watching YouTube. So it's really important to stay consistent and give them updates because you may miss a lot in a month's time or a week even so on YouTube. So I didn't give up after that first video. I I popped in maybe like five or six more times just to kind of update and that would always bring over like a new drove of uh, a new crowd of people. That's good. And I'm sure you got a bunch of comments and things like that. Yeah, yeah. They were like, I didn't even know you moved. I'm mm-hmm. like, where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, come over. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> did you do anything different with this new channel? I mean, did you say, okay, I've learned this and that and now I'm going to starting fresh. I'm going to do this or that. Yeah, you know, um, first I after creating the channel, it was called Toya Butresses at first. And I decided being an actress and seeing how social media is so important now, especially to television and even film now, mm-hmm. um, and having a presence as an, as an entertainer, I was like, you know what? I need to make this my name and I need to rebrand this whole thing so that it really reflects me and, you know, the kind of content that I want to put on and the kind of quality I want. So I renamed it. And when I launched my website, I just really focused on um, better images, um, a lot of social media uh, kind of tagging back and forth. Um, like using Instagram, um, Facebook, even Snapchat now, Um, and just letting people know that, hey, I'm here and being really consistent with the content that I'm putting out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's important. So is this, is it YouTube your full time now? No, YouTube isn't my full time. Uh, I, like I said, I, well, I actually got my master's in acting, Mm, so What ha- well, what actually led me to Los Angeles was I won an acting competition with NBC. And that led me to um, land a guest star role on Days of Our Lives. And then since then, I've just been working on smaller projects, independent films, um, even doing some freelance makeup artistry on the side. Um, and I don't know, just kind of taking it from there and just just making kind of a conglomerate of everything I'm I'm doing um, underneath my name. Gotcha. So you're so you're acting. Um, yeah. Now also. I'm acting. Mm-hmm. I'm a freelance makeup artist, and I also work part time at. I actually do a couple things. Um, mm-hmm. I work part time um, for a technology company, and I do some promo work. Gotcha. Yeah, you're busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're busy. And so, you know, you manage to still have time to do your YouTube. You, you mentioned that you did start a website too. How was that affiliated with your YouTube channel? So my website, it's latoyacodner.com. It is focused heavily around fashion mm-hmm. um, with sprinkles of hair and beauty in there. Um, and that's heavily linked with Instagram. And the way that I use it to kind of, I guess, inform my YouTube channel is now Now people are sort of starting to see um, what I have to offer in the fashion world. Mm-hmm. And they're asking me a lot of questions based off of my website and my Instagram. So now I'm able to do lots of like hauls based off of things that they see on Instagram. Um, I'm able to now work with fashion brands um, and do collaborations now. Um, based off of <laughs> basically my website and Instagram um, and what I'm offering there. Um, 
yeah, I don't <laughs> actually don't know exactly um, what else to say about that. <laughs> um, so, do you use your YouTube channel and your website when you're auditioning for any roles or something like that? Do do you put that include as part of like your acting resume or your reel? No, I don't put it on a reel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do list it on my resume just because the industry is changing so much. Um, and you know, now we have YouTube personalities who are getting like smaller roles in movies or getting their own TV shows. Things I know. And, and, you know, and it's, I don't know if that was their goal or not, but you know, the YouTube sort of celebrity superstars are, they're transitioning into film and television and, you know, it's it's really impressive and really inspiring just to see how many different ways into the industry you can have. So I do put it on my resume. And what I hear is that, say, you know, it was down to me and maybe two other actresses and we're both equally as good, equal, have the same look, everything. But one of us maybe has a social media following that can bring in an audience mm-hmm. that may be helpful. Yeah, I have heard that in the acting world that it's it they're actually starting to look for, you know, actors and things like that that have some, you know, some kind of following. Mhm. Yeah. It's becoming a thing now. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> crazy. It's I mean, it's it's like everyone has to have some kind of a social media following these days. Oh my goodness. Yes. It's yeah. seeming like if you don't have one, it's almost like, are you like, are you, you're almost invisible? Like, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're a performer. You're an actor. How do you not have, you know, a, a following? So. <laughs> yeah. It's so, <laughs> but it almost creates things to be so much more competitive in a way. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you're, I mean, when it comes to competition, it's, yes, it is competitive. And, you know, I, maybe have a social media following and the look that they're going for and the acting skill, but maybe someone plays an instrument and I don't play an instrument, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, it's so funny when I moved out here to LA and this is something that I'm still working on, but you know, you have this thing of trying to compare yourself and, you know, honestly, what I'm finding is the best thing to do is just to be myself and come to the table with what I have and live in that powerful place. And I find that that stands out more than anything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's huge. And that seems to be the number one piece of advice that I hear from these interviews is just be yourself. That's, you know, sometimes I think it's a lot easier said than done, but it just seems to be a consistent message amongst everyone I talk to. I mean, yeah, be yourself, but also be smart about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just like, hey, I'm going to be myself. Like, hey, what's up? I'm, I'm chilling in my pajamas. Yeah. Like, I mean, just to just to say like, oh, just be yourself. I and not to knock anyone or anything like, yes, be yourself and figure out you know, how you fit in, what is your niche, do some research, like a really great um, tool that I've used um, is think with Google. Think with google.com is a plethora of information that shows you literally how marketing works. Wait, what is it? It's called think with google.com. What is it? What is that? It is a bunch of researched articles from Google Mm -hmm basically teaching you how to market yourself and what works, what doesn't work. 
um, lots of tests and studies. Um, and also, there's so much information on YouTube and, you know, how to tag your videos and, you know, what reads, you know, keywords and, you know, filling out your description box and um, thumbnails. And I mean, there's so much. And you can even, like, if you have a particular interest, um, like within marketing or Instagram or something, you can go on Google and you can request to have alerts sent to your email address with anything pertaining to that topic. Mm-hmm. So that's a really yeah. great tool that I think a lot of people don't know about. I've never even heard of that thinkwithgoogle.com. Oh my gosh, you have to look at it. It's yeah. awesome. Is it, it's, it's its own independent website that talks about Google or is it like a Google type of, is Google owned that website? Uh, I think it's just, uh, let me go to it now, Um, thinkwithgoogle.com. It (laughs) is, yeah, it's a Google own, I think it's a Google own website, Google created website, I think, Hmm. must be. Wow, and how do you, how do you use it? Um, So last year was the year that I really started taking my channel really seriously and Mm -hmm. started going, you know what? I want to make this a business for myself because when it comes to doing entertainment and, you know, auditioning and things, I need that extra time and I need I need flexible jobs mm-hmm. as well. And I'd love it to be in something that I'm passionate about. And YouTube is something I love. So I started researching. Actually, um, my boyfriend who is like super into tech, yeah. <laughs> um, he actually introduced I think he introduced it to me, the website, and I just started learning as much as I could and just typing in topics, and um, I used it to figure out, you know, like, what is what is SEO, and how can I use that for YouTube, and how does it relate, and, you know, how can I use that for my website? What are Google Analytics? You know, how can I use those to determine, you know, my audience is between the ages of this and this, mainly women in the United States who watch videos for about three minutes and 25 seconds before they get bored. And, you know, like it's so accurate, Mm -hmm. you know, and specialized to, you know, and and getting that information is gold and not even just for you, YouTubers, but for marketers, for people who are starting their own businesses. I mean, the information is right there and it's all free. You just have to look for it. And where do you find all that information on that website or are there other sources that you use? I Google a lot of things that I don't know. I also use YouTube as a resource. Mm-hmm. Um, there are websites like uh, Skillshare where if you want to learn how to use your camera properly, go ahead and, and, and seek it out. I mean, there's so much information and so many like do-it-yourself things out there. Like when I started out, I had a, man, I had a Dell computer, then I had a Sony Vio, and I was trying to figure out how to use Windows Movie Maker. And, you know, now I'm using Final Cut Pro 10, and I've, I've, uh, my boyfriend taught me a little bit of Photoshop, and then just from there, you just learn, you ask questions, and one thing leads to another, leads to another, and, you know, all of a sudden, you have this wealth of knowledge, but it really just, takes you sitting down and taking it seriously and just asking those questions. 
Yeah, it does. And and I, I really like your approach on things. I'm actually very similar in the sense that I spend a lot of time researching things and Googling things and reading things before, you know, I do anything. I just, I like to, <laughs> I'm like an information junkie. I will listen yes. to a bunch of podcasts. I will read a ton of articles on everything I do. I mean, honestly, I just bought a, an electric kettle the other day and I must have spent like two hours researching about it. Like, <laughs> it's like everything I do, I need to have all the information in front of me to make a decision I and it you know it it can be kind of annoying because I feel like oh I really need to get a kettle but I I need to like sit there and like figure out which is the best one and this and that and and so it's like oops I dropped that but yeah it's I mean it's the same here for like my podcast I mean I spent a long time studying podcasts other podcasts um you know what you know how to do it how not to do it and 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 everything and that's part of the reason why I created this podcast because I love hearing from other people how they do things and because that like you said that information's out there the information's free and you just have to be there and listen to it and absorb it and then apply it to your own to your own self so I think that that's really good advice and I think what you're saying too is understanding your audience is crucial and it's kind of how that's almost like a given on anybody who's on YouTube is to truly understand your audience Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and becoming just absorb as much as you can like there's so many people that are like how do I get started on YouTube and it's like be a supporter first Mm -hmm. and expose yourself to all kinds of things and figure out what speaks to you or bring or how to bring your interest to it. You know, learn each platform. YouTube is different from Facebook, is different from Snapchat, is different from Instagram. They all have a language in which they're speaking it and it doesn't necessarily cross over. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you gotta you gotta figure it out if this is what you want. Yep. And it takes a lot of work, but I Oh mean, yeah. <laughs> a lot of work. Um Okay, so that was really good advice, and I will um, include that in the newsletter when I send it out, and also the the website. I'll include those links um, on the show notes. So, um, okay, so next question, and I ask this to everybody, and I'm sure if you listen to the other you know interviews, you you know it's coming. What was uh, what was one of the things that you really struggled with with your channel, and how did you overcome it, and what did you learn from it? I think uh, obviously the biggest thing was losing my first channel. (laughs) I mean, you know, I dived into it because I thought it was cool and I didn't do enough research. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know what was going on. I just, you know, and there's so many people who start and, you know, maybe get success and don't know what to do with it because they weren't prepared. And so I made that decision like I'm not going to be there anymore. I'm I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to figure it out. So that was one big hurdle and I just, you know, created new channels and kept going. Um and ah, what else? I think sometimes and to be completely transparent is just feeling like oh the underdog or something Mm. um and I think a lot of people struggle with this because we you know we have 19 20 year olds that are creating apps Mm. and they're like living this like life of luxury and you're like I'm you know 25 or something and I'm I haven't done that yet and caring and you know and you know seeing that I started YouTube at so early and seeing all of my friends who started at the same time who didn't have to change channels kind of like surpass me in numbers, you know, that 
for a long time, and even every once in a while, I'll think about it. But for a long time, I was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's easy to compare yourself to others and be like, what? I started before them, and now they have twice as many you know, subscribers or views or whatever as me. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, what I... <sighs> And it really has to do with sort of like coming into yourself and being empowered. And, you know, one of the things that my channel is really about is just empowering women through whatever they love to do, creative expression of themselves or whatever, and just living in that and and saying, you know what, this is where I'm at. It sucks or I love it or whatever, Mm -hmm. but how do I move forward past this? Yeah. And how do I present the best self that I can be with with resources that I have now? And that's how, and I think thinking like that kind of clicks me out of that sort of mind frame of, oh my God, like things aren't happening as fast as I wanted them to. Mm -hmm. You know, I should be a full-time actress now or I, whatever, you know, those thoughts that come in your head, you know, but just knowing that you are exactly where you're supposed to be and owning like what you have to bring to the table and being happy and just showing and feeling gratitude is something that I'm learning. Yeah. And it's, it's an important thing to, like you said, to be grateful for where you're at, but sometimes it's also good to, as like a check-in too. And you're like, Hey, okay, well, is there something I could be doing differently? Is there something I could be improving on? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm happy as to where I'm at and I'm grateful as to where I'm at, but maybe there's something I can switch up and being aware in that sense, as opposed to, oh, what was me? Oh, my love sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, da, 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 da. exactly. And, and, and dropping into that hole, you know, it's like pay, taking a proactive approach and be like, all right, you know, maybe I can learn something from that. Exactly. And to look at it as like a positive thing. And everyone has a tipping point. Yes. You know, I don't think that I've reached my tipping point yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's coming. Um, you know, it's a it's a great book. I haven't read like a lot the full book all the way through, but it's a great book by Malcolm Gladwell, like the tipping point and just like different researches on like how people came to their tipping point and what happened. Yeah. And by tipping point, if anyone's unfamiliar, it's like what was that thing that happened that all of a sudden like catapulted, ma- catapulted someone's career? And, you know, it and it's not something that you know, happens overnight. Like, yes, there are some people who get lucky, but a lot of times, even entertainers, you'll be like, oh my God, this breakout actress. And you're like, minute. You've been working for like (laughs) 10 years. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's why, I mean, I love that book and it's, and that's why I have it as part of my podcast. I always ask everyone that question, what was your tipping point? Because I do find, especially in this industry, it seems as if those people that have reached like the seven figures when it comes to subscribers and stuff like that it's there's definitely certain things that happen along the way that propel them a lot faster forward Mm -hmm. so um so I mean you kind of answer the question so you just feel like you're not there yet no I don't I think it's coming yeah I I think it's coming um and you know with the whole rebranding of everything and adding fashion that has ushered in a whole new audience um and actually a more diverse audience which is something I'm really happy about Mm -hmm. um and I think it's coming absolutely I'm super confident about that but Right now, it's just enjoying what I do and putting it out there and just letting it go. Yeah, letting, letting it see what happens, happens. Mm-hmm. So why fashion? Like, what are you finding that 
that's kind of opened up the doors when it comes to fashion? Well, you know, fashion is so universal. It's everywhere. And even in, you know, the music industry, how influential it is there. I mean, if you've got style, people are going to look like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I've always been interested in fashion and it's just not a part of me that I've ever really shared. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, in high school, I I own one pair of sneakers that I would only wear to gym. (laughs) I hated sneakers. But like, you know, so like I learned to walk in heels and boots and, you know, me and my friends would be like, what are you going to wear tomorrow? And, you know, going through graduate school and everything, it kind of drained me of that sort of curious energy of like dressing myself, you know, except for for when I'm like in costume being someone else, you know, and I was like, okay, school is over. What do I want to do? And who is the person that I want to be? And, you know, bringing that part of me back out has been just so awesome. Um, But to answer your question, fashion transcends skin color, height, weight, culture sometimes. I mean, it's so interesting. And the creative expression of yourself, I think, makes you feel better, makes you feel free. And that allows you to do the best work that you can do. So one of those ways is dressing your face, dressing your hair and dressing your body. And, you know, so many people have such a strong connection with, you know, outward appearance. Of course, inward is always important. But that first impression that you make, Mm -hmm. awesome. And yeah, and it's so it's so fun, Mm -hmm. too. It's so fun. Um, so I think a lot of people just, I don't know, they just like it. <laughs> More yeah. people have just been coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. I mean, I, I love the way you speak. You're so eloquent and well-spoken. Um, I can see that you have a lot of training and, and acting and all that. Cause you have a really good way of, of speaking <laughs> about oh, yourself. So. <laughs> um, I'm sure everyone listening probably is thinking the same thing. Um, okay. So. I'm adding a new section here on the podcast and it is called, I haven't figured out a name for this section yet. So bear with me on that. And if anyone has any suggestions, please tweet me at beauty vlogs or send me an email at Erica at beauty But it's a section where I'm going to basically want to get your best tips. Okay. okay. And the answer is kind of short and sweet and okay. kind of the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Best tip. So what is your best tip for starting a YouTube channel? Figure out what your niche is and how to like bring that to the world in your own unique way. That's I would important. say. Yes. What is your best tip for what not to do when starting a YouTube channel? Mm, don't. Oh, God. Um, don't like. Don't comment on other other people's pages. Like, gimme, come, come, follow subscribe, for follow. follow for follow. Yeah, I hate that. Don't do yeah. that, please. Don't. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, totally. What is your best tip to get noticed on YouTube? Create good quality content and use social media to share across uh, across uh, platforms. What is your best tip for equipment? Ooh, like the type of equipment or? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, my best tip is, well, the type of equipment. So lighting, 
I think a lot of people say that. Um, mm-hmm. Go on Amazon, find something inexpensive. A lighting kits can run like anywhere from like eighty to like one hundred fifty or something. Um, lighting is really important. Um, a good quality camera, definitely HD. I know a lot of people try to say, you know, it's okay, you can shoot on your crappy webcam. Like, no, you can't. Yeah. Not, not, anymore. <laughs> not anymore. It's mm-hmm. changing and, and not to be like brash or anything like that, but oh, sure. iPhones and Samsungs, I mean, they have, or uh, Androids and things. I mean, the camera quality is awesome. Start there. Start with what you have. Yeah. Um, what is the best software tape tip? I love Final Cut Pro X or uh, if you have Windows Movie Maker or um, iMovie. And best website resource tip. <laughs> Think with Google. Okay. <laughs> and you. Great. Um, that's a new one. Are there any other like software type things that you use or websites like that? Um, I like Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Um, for Instagram, I like uh, Facetune and ViscoCam. Um, what else can I say? Software. I mean, in general, I mean, hardware slash software is like, I love Mac computers. I think they have an excellent operating system. They're super easy to use. And once you got it, I mean, you got it. (laughs) I I, I loved it too. When I switched over to a Mac, I'm like, oh my God, it's so much easier. All right. So now we've got the beauty bonus round. All right. So Hmm. first question, what are your three Holy Grail Beauty or hair? You're such a hair girl. So beauty, hair, items. Okay, hair. um, Anything, either Shea Moisture or Carol's Daughter. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, I'm going to say one that probably a lot of people like with natural hair wouldn't use. Living Proof No Frizz Conditioner is bomb. It helps me detangle so well. And right now I'm actually transitioning um, from texturized back to natural. Mm. So it's been like a lifesaver. Gotcha. Um, skincare, Peter Thomas Roth, Therapeutic Sulfur Mask. If you have acne, <laughs> adult acne, kid acne, I don't even know. This stuff, legit, three days, your acne is like gone. Oh, nice. I love it. Sulfur is apparently awesome and not as I thought. Um, Probably (laughs) smells though. Oh, you know what? Let me – I have it. Hold on. It smells – no, it doesn't smell like anything. because sulfur usually smells like rotten eggs. Oh, yeah, it does. I don't know what they did to this, um, but it just looks like clay. Hmm. And um, lip stains. Hmm. Ladies. (laughs) I know a lot of you guys hate the dry sort of feeling of lip stains, but if you're going to wear a red lip, my favorite red lip is uh, Kat Von D, um, her everlasting liquid lipstick. In the, it's in the shade Outlaw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put a lip liner on, girl, <laughs> or boy. Yes. <laughs> Put a lip liner on and then rock your liquid lipsticks. They're matte. I mean, honestly, they can last through anything for hours. They're mm-hmm. excellent. I love liquid lipsticks. And Kat Von D's are some of the best. Ah, so good. I love liquid. Liquid lipsticks are are the bomb. I love them. All right. So next question. Um, And we talked a little bit about this, but what do you use to edit? You said Final Cut Pro? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And what kind of camera do you use? Canon T5i with a Sigma... 
Mm, I forget what kind of lens, but it's a Sigma lens. Okay. Can't remember it right now. Gotcha. Uh, what would you not do again if you were to start your channel right now? Okay. If my AdSense didn't get – okay. <sighs> if AdSense, like, didn't exist or whatever um, – Actually, let's scratch that. Even with all of that whole thing that happened, I would have just stayed with one channel. Um, that's why I'm doing everything on one channel now mm-hmm. um, because it, I, don't, I don't know. I just feel that if you haven't reached like 100 to 500,000 subscribers, don't split your audience up. Just create another playlist. Yeah. I actually totally agree with you. I mean, yeah, unless you're at that point, you can't really afford to have a bunch of different channels. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the people that have like a million, whatever, and then they start to, to, they decide to start like a vlog channel, like, okay, that makes sense. But right. anything below, like, yeah, anything below like a couple hundred thousand, it just doesn't make sense to me, at least. Yeah, not to me. Just like vary your, your videos up. Like if you have to post two or three, uh, you know, to vary like your content mm-hmm. just to keep everyone happy, then go ahead and do that. But playlists, yeah. I think that's what they're there for. Exactly. That, exactly. Totally. All right. Um, who would be your dream collaboration? Oh, my gosh. Um, all right. So we all know Mama Michelle Fawn, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like collaborating with her would be awesome because she's such a wealth of knowledge and she seems like a perfectionist. Like she really cares about her work and the art that she puts forward. Yeah. But also I, I really like, um, I like Hey Claire a lot as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people like her too. Uh, did you listen to my podcast uh, about one? Michelle Fawn? Did I? Oh, the the one she I, she did a um a Periscope. Yeah, that one? she did like a mentoring session. I didn't do, I didn't like interview her or have her on the show. That'd be amazing. But I did like a mentoring session with her, and oh she was God. so eloquent. And I just she was just so she was very intelligent in the way she spoke, and I was really impressed. And that and I will link that you guys if you haven't listened to it. Um, it's just me talking, but it was a recap of that. Uh, mentoring session and she was so good and she had such good advice yes i agree with you Mm -hmm. Uh, what is your favorite social media platform to help kind of build up your audience instagram um i think a lot of people say instagram i would say instagram for finding new people especially related to fashion um and i would say snapchat to keep everything kind of flowing and keeping people coming back to your content. Gotcha. Uh, What are you glad you did when you first started your channel? I'm glad. Hmm. I'm glad that I paid attention to what my audience likes. Mm. Hmm. That's smart. Yeah. How did you go about doing that? Well, the channel that I have now, um, it, I started with the hair. It was just I knew that they were super interested in hair and my journey, and I just did a lot of that in the beginning. Mm. And once I sort of gained their friendships, I just started kind of introducing other things that I like, or they were following me on my other channel at one point, and then they kind of all just migrated over to this one main channel, and they they kind of grew to accept all of the things that I like. So, um, yeah. That's smart advice to, to listen to what people want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What is the favorite opportunity that you have re- received as a result of you your YouTube channel? 
this one. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it's it's awesome. Um, I actually I haven't done a ton of collaborations, and I don't mm-hmm. do a ton of brand um, sponsored things just because I. You know, I like what I like, mm-hmm. and I will only talk about things that I really, truly love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super picky. But, um, yeah, I haven't done a lot of collaborations, and this is, like, one of – I think I'm really happy with being able to chat with you. So I would oh. say this one, yeah. Oh, my God, that means so much to me. Thank you so much. I love that. That's <laughs> so sweet. Um, okay, last question. And so I used to kind of phrase this question a little differently, but I think it was a, it came off a little confusing and maybe like negative, but it wasn't supposed to be. But I love the premise of the question. So the question before I used to ask is, what is your unfair advantage? Mm. So I'm switching around to ask, what is your superpower? And what I mean from that is, what do you have that's unique and different and maybe comes naturally very easy to you that has resulted in or has helped you achieve your success? Um. I have amazing kind of grit <laughs> and, you know, you don't really see it on the outside as much, but like I'm a pusher mm. and I will figure it out. And it, even if it like drives me half crazy, I will learn something. I never like anyone telling me, no, I can't do something. Mm-hmm. So that comes naturally. And then also, um, I, I'd like to say I, I'm a, a people person, um, my boyfriend says I have like a lack of, a likability about me and mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I mean, yeah. I never saw it as a strength and, and for a long time I kind of found, I thought it was a weakness because I've always wanted to be like that mysterious sexy girl in a corner like yeah. not talking to anyone with the perfect red lips, tight bodycon dress yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that's- I, I did so funny because I feel like you and I are like, 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 sisters from another mother or something because we have very similar and I think like very similar superpowers too I'm the same way I have a lot of grit and a lot of hustle and I'm always been like a super outgoing person and able to meet with people but I've always kind of be envious of those people and like that are like super mysterious and how they can keep things in and reserved I'm like I can't do that and I want to be like that but that's not who I am (laughs) (laughs) I know I'd be like I'm not gonna tell anybody I had tuna for for breakfast and then like 10 people in like, yes, guess what I had. I'm the same way. I cannot believe that is so, and I didn't even realize that was like a thing. I'm always like, okay, I gotta like, you know, I'd be like thinking like, God, like, I don't know anything about that person. They're so interesting or so interested in them and everyone knows everything about me. And I I gotta be more like that. But you know what? I've learned to like embrace who I am. You know, I'm very open and honest and, and that's who I am. And I think that, you know, people like that component, you know? Yeah, we wouldn't have met had you not been like that. You yeah. saw me like talking to this guy like, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, hey, yeah. we speak the same language. How are you? I'm like, hey, yeah, Stop. you're coming on my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I love that, LaToya. And I really enjoyed chatting with you. And you are you, you have a wonderful way of speaking. You're very eloquent. And, you know, I wish you a lot of success in acting. And hopefully, you know, we could see you and, you know, on the big screen and and on your YouTube channel also. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Sure. Um, well, actually, you can find everything that I do. I mean, YouTube acting, everything through my website. Um, it's www.latoyacodner.com. L-A-T-O-Y-A-C-O-D-N-E-R. Awesome, Latoya. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Aww. Thank you. All right. Bye. 
Well, that's it. That's our interview. And thank you so much for joining us here. Once again, I am your host, Erica Piera. And for all show notes and videos and more goodies, make sure you go to the Beauty and the Vlog website at beautyandtheblog.com and check out our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Beauty and the Vlog. Thanks so much, guys. Mwah.